quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back. It's Michelle for another episode of the Peace and Parenting Podcast. We are going to talk about societal's culture of wanting to evaluate, diagnose, label young kids and make them fit in a box. And this comes from my Instagram feed. And, you know, I asked for um, some subject matter. And this was one of the followers' ideas. And I thought it was a great one. So thank you for sending it my way. I hope you're listening. Um, You know, I think when a child presents with anything big, like a big behavior or anything that's outside of the norm, like big, ugly feelings or lots of refusal or big behaviors, hitting, aggression, you know, not cooperating. We want to go directly to the child. Traditionally, not everybody, but traditionally we go to the child and say, there's something wrong with this child. They're either ODD or they're ADHD or they're autistic or they have something wrong with them. They need a diagnosis to explain this outlandish behavior or this behavior that doesn't fit inside of the box of what society says a child could be. Now, this is what's wrong with everything about diagnosis is that society has this box, but this box has been curated and created under the guise of punishments and rewards. So sure, if you punish and reward a child, most children, or you hit them, or you beat them, or you spank them, many of them will stay inside the box because they're forced to, not because they want to, but because they've been forced to. So the box is this artificial outline of what a child should be because it has been artificially created under the guise of rewards and punishment. And really, if we look at it really historically, under the guise of physical punishment, corporal punishment. So children were spanked into behaving, or they were sent and isolated and sent in time to time out to behave. And many of them would adhere because they didn't want to be spanked again. And I've had many people on my Instagram feed say, all it takes is one good spanking in order to get a child to fall in line. Then you don't really need to spank them again. And when they say one good spanking, I think they mean one very hard, strong spanking. And I think they're right. It does deter a child from doing something else wrong because they're scared of being physically hurt by the people they love the most. So the box has been created using parameters (laughs) that are artificial because if we really got rid of All the punishments and all the rewards and all of the physical punishments, 60% of parents still spank their kids, by the way. 
then we would see kids all over the place because that's how we're made. We're all different. We all come with different personalities and temperaments and likes and wants. And and then we are all nurtured in a certain way. And so there is no fitting a child into a box. They will try to scrape and break and push their way out of that box. I talk about that also in my book, Unpunished, how you cannot put a child in a box and you shouldn't put a child in a box. And when you parent with connection, you get children that are way outside of the box because there is no box. There are no guidelines. There is no parameter. You are who you are allowed to be. And so that can look very different because what we've been told in society is that my children need to obey me. They need to behave. They need to do as I say. And I'll do go to all lengths to make sure that happened. But that isn't really who they are. They aren't just obedient soldiers. They're, they're young kids with brains and hearts and souls and they have wants and desires and they need autonomy and free will and all the things. And using the rewards and punishments doesn't allow them that space. ADHD affects so many of our families and finding the right care can be a challenge. With Done, you can get the care you need 24-7. At donefirst.com, you have an expert team who can help you get personalized treatment for you and your sweet kids. ADHD doesn't have to jeopardize the connection you share with your family. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, one-click refills, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co-pays as low as $0. Visit get.donefirst.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Done. Turn ADHD into your strength. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. ByHeart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. ByHeart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. ByHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So beyond that, When we go to have our child diagnosed because we're worried about a behavior or we're worried about something, oftentimes we are told to reward and punish the child, which is interesting because rewards and punishments created the box. And then to get your child back in the box, we want you to reward and punish your child. And if that doesn't work, then we're going to give you medication to put your kid in the box and we're going to reward and punish them with medication. And sometimes that works quote unquote, I mean, works, meaning your child will succumb to the rewards and punishments if they're medicated enough. Now, I'm not for or against medication. I'm definitely not for rewards and punishments, but I'm not for or against medication. I think, you know, there are some cases where kids 
might really need medication. I've seen it with my own clients where they're really trying with connective parenting and week after week after week. And then months later, it's like they might need a little help with medication. And I totally get that. But I think when we go and get the diagnosis, we really want and the behavior to change. And we really look to the child to have the behavior change. My philosophy is so very different. And I believe that if the behavior crops up, that we look for the parent to change, that we want to come to the child differently because this child isn't responding to the way in which we're coming to them. So if we come to them differently, perhaps they will respond better. And that it isn't the child's job to change and to fit into the box or to really figure out how to be the thing that society wants them them to be. It's our job to change ourselves and the way in which we come to our kids and our ideology and our pedagogy and all the things in order to better support our child in where they're at. We have to come to them where they're at. So if you have a, a kid who's ODD, quote unquote, if they're super defiant, coming to them with rewards and punishments isn't going to work. They need connection. And all children, so this is the other thing that I see in my practice is that every single child with a diagnosis does well with connection. Now, can the parents, you know, really stick to it and do it? That's a different story. But children who present with big behaviors usually do, I'd say 99% of the time, do so much better when the parents can come to them with connection consistently and do it in the right ways. And often we, we're very confused about what connection is. So we have to get very clear on what the tools of connection are. Being connected to your kid doesn't mean just you know sitting with them and being with them, especially a kid who has ODD. Will they need deep empathy for those really hard moments? Will they need boundaries that will allow them to have big feelings? Like lots of different things that go into being a connected parent. So when I have parents who come to me and say, do you help parents with kids who have ADHD, ADD, autism, you know, physical disabilities, you know, all the things? I say, absolutely. Because what child doesn't thrive with connection? What child doesn't, what person doesn't thrive with connection? Why wouldn't they do well with connection? Who doesn't? Why, why would it be such a surprise that a child who has ODD would do well with connection? It's surprising to me. And I think what happens is our poor sweet parents, they go to these, you know, psychiatrists or often psychologists who are in the business of diagnosing. And when they get that, those diagnosis, the remedy is really behavior modification. And that's just not the only way. And so I think behavior modification is very juxtaposed to connected parenting. So you cannot use behavior modification and be a connected parent. They just fight one another because if you're using behavior modification, it erodes connection and the, the connection piece will never work. So I try to tell parents like, just try it. Just lean into connection for six or eight or 10 weeks. Just really work on those ideas with your child who has ODD or ADD or ADHD or autism and see what you think. See how it goes. And don't try to see them as a child with a diagnosis. Just see them as a child, a child who needs connection. And when we treat a child who has a quote unquote diagnosis, 
when we treat them as if they are just a kid, just a regular kid, we also find some more relief in that. We find this idea that they're just like all the other kids. We're all different. And you can make a big difference in your kid's life by coming to them with empathy and understanding and unconditional love and really getting rid of the behavior modification, the rewards. I think there's a lot of reward systems happening these days for kids with ADHD, um, especially, and that those rewards and just a little side note on rewards, you know, rewards really are punishments in disguise because when you don't receive the reward, especially if you're an ADHD kid and you have a hard time with, you know, executive functioning, you're not going to be able to always get the reward because that's where you struggle, right? So you're going to work so hard to get the reward. And then the time you don't get the reward, you're going to feel crappy about yourself. Well, that's no way to live. Why feel crappy when you, you can't do it? It's okay that you can't do it. We'll just scaffold. We'll try again. Mistakes are okay. And what does that do for an ADHD kid who makes mistakes and doesn't get the reward and then they feel bad about themselves and now their prefrontal's not engaged in mus- as much and they can't think as well. And then they keep making the mistake because they're worried about the reward. So it's just, it's, it's a vicious cycle to get in with these um, behavior modification plans. I really try to tell people to stay away from them. I feel like connection really works. And I think we have a lot of kids being diagnosed who maybe just have anxiety or maybe they are depressed, or maybe they just need a deeper bond with their parent. And I would hold off on getting my kid evaluated if I thought there was something wrong. And I would first try connection and try to dive into connection and try to really feel like, you know, really give it a college try, like try for eight or 12 weeks of really diving into all the ideas of connection. I have a client whose kid is presenting, they believe with OCD, but they haven't had them diagnosed. And I'm so proud that they are sticking in with the connection and really trying and really rethinking the way they're coming to their kid and that he's coming around and he's learning to cope with his brain. And I think that's it too. Like all of us have, have a brain that's different and we have to learn how to cope with our own brain. And when we're given a connective, strong bond with our caretakers, with the people who we love the most, our brain can stay online better. And everybody can benefit with a brain who stays online better, a brain that stays online better. And so every child or every person with any sort of diagnosis will always do better if their brain stays online. So I'd say, throw that box away. Just throw it out, stomp on it, get rid of it. It was created in an unfair way anyway. And I don't even know what this box is. I think it's all about how you can like sit and listen, how you can obey, how you can follow the directions. Like, is that really what we, is that what we're striving for as little, little soldiers? I don't think so. I think we're striving for all the colors of the rainbow and all of the great, amazing brains and bodies and shapes and sizes and all the, you know, differentiated ways in which we come to this this world. So that's my two cents. I hope that it was helpful. Sending you lots of love and I'll see you guys next time. Bye. 